once the art is submitted to be juried, we wait until everything's juried and we say, okay, here's what, what's juried. And then we, we make a few selections and we send it out to uh, a group of people kind of to vote on, discuss, and talk about why this piece speak to you or why does this artist speak to you. Hello, I'm Jim Fox, and welcome to the Lumen Innovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation, creativity, entrepreneurship, and the creative people who make our world a better and more interesting place to live. In today's episode, we're going to visit with members of the staff of the Art Colony Association. This nonprofit organization produces and hosts the Bayou City Art Festival in Houston, Texas, on October 14th and 15th, 2017. This episode is the first of a two-part series highlighting the Bayou City Art Festival as well as one of the premier artists of this year's show. In this episode, part one, I visit with Bridget Anderson, the Executive Director of the Art Colony Association, and also with Carrie Clevenger, the Artist Relations Director of the Art Colony Association. Please be sure to listen to the next episode of the Loom Innovation Podcast, part two in this series, when I sit down for an in-depth discussion with Tony Piranha the featured artists of the Bayou City Art Festival. You'll definitely want to tune in for that show. And now, here is my discussion with Bridget and Carrie. Welcome to the Lumen Innovation Podcast. In today's show, we're going to celebrate art. The Bayou City Art Festival is coming up here in Houston on October 14th and 15th. The Bayou City Art Festival is produced by the Art Colony Association, whose mission is to provide unique art experiences and education for the greater Houston community by bringing diverse artists to the Bayou City Art Festival and to support local artist nonprofit organizations. Over the past 46 years, the Art Colony Association has raised over $3.5 million in support of local nonprofit organizations. I'm joined here today by Bridget Anderson, Executive Director of the Art Colony Association, and Carrie Clevenger, Artist Relations Director of the Art Colony Association. Welcome to the program, Bridget. Thank you, I'm and glad Carrie. to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to have you all here as well. Let's start out uh, kind of the big picture. Why is art important? Why, why do we care about art? Or why should we care about art? We care about art because art is an international language. It's understood by all, and it, there's no separation of anything with art. Yeah, that's, that's true. Anything more to add to that? I mean, art makes us think, it makes us feel, it inspires us, it angers us, and it just helps us um, express, well, helps us share the expression, whatever that is, from the artist. And Tony said also that art is layers of memories. Nice. Oh, that's good. That is very good. And we're going to dabble a little bit, uh, maybe in music here a little bit later, but music can be similarly described. It is a type of art, of course, Mm -hmm. but it is a universal language as well. Yes. Yeah. So with those things in mind, how can that bigger kind of definition of art fit into what is the mission and goal of the Art Colony Association as well as the Bayou City Art Festival? It brings it to Houston. It co- we, we collect um, artists and from all over, and they all come to one place for a weekend of celebration here in Houston, Texas, and we get to experience um, this, this language from all over. Anything more to add on that? Well, the artists come from all over the country. They come from overseas, Canada, all over, so it's an international type event with all the different languages and the different art forms. This is definitely a, a big show. Uh, you guys are going on your 46th year, um, and you've outgrown your facilities a few times over the years. Can you talk about a bit of the history of this event and how it's grown and, and moved on? 
Well, it started out as the Westheimer Art Festival, which was down on a street called Westheimer in Houston, and it was just a bunch of artists and hippies getting together <laughs> and celebrating the arts and just free-forming and everything. And as it grew, uh, they had a board of directors that started putting it together to make it more of a nonprofit, so it received its 501c3 so it could raise funds for other nonprofits. Very good. There's, uh, so Houston's a pretty big city. It's dependent on which year is either the third or fourth biggest city in the, in the country. And there is a ton of virtually any hobby you want here. But there's a huge art and music uh, community here in the Houston, and especially in this part of Houston. And so you guys are just trying to tap into that and, and get more awareness for that and try to celebrate those things, right? Right. It is a celebration. It's a celebration of art. It's a celebration of all the different styles of art. It also brings the community together, which is really important. And it's particularly important since Hurricane Harvey mm -hmm. to bring the yes, people together because yeah. we're at one of the first events that will be held after the Harvey. So we're excited about being one of the first. Have you had any, um, certainly I'm sure some artists have been affected, but as an organization, have you guys been directly affected by the flood? Have you had much damage from that? No, we're okay. lucky our office, our administration office uh, is fine. Um, I have heard from artists um, here in Houston and on the Gulf Coast, and one artist did lose a lot personally, but he's still going to be at the festival. In fact, none of the Houston-based or Gulf Coast artists have um, withdrawn, so it sounds like a lot of people fared well and are ready to come to the festival to support Houston, to support each other, and to, to stand together, so it's exciting. That's a good thing, and, and many of the folks in Houston have been affected by this, so it'd be nice to have a weekend event where they can just kind of get out and forget all Absolutely. of that. And, uh, Absolutely. It's, it's, it is a fun event. I've been to the Bayou City Arts Festival um, many times, and it's, it's even if someone comes in with no appreciation for art at all, it's a good excuse to walk around a park at the very least, right? So, so it's a fun event to go to, even if you don't really get the whole art thing, but it's an opportunity also to get the art thing. Right, yes, and we hope they do get the art thing. Um, one of the things we do have is a creative zone for children, and some people just come out for that, and it gives the children a chance to create their own artwork, which it's held by our nonprofits. So it's really for all ages. All ages come out and come together with the food trucks and, and entertainment, and there's all kinds of things going on. So what are each of your roles? Um, let's see, Bridget, you're the Executive Director of the Art Colony Association, and Carrie, you're the Artist Relations Director. Can you speak and spend a few minutes about what each of those roles mean and what, what do you have to do for, this, for, the, for the Art Colony Association? Well, as the executive director, my main goal is to bring in sponsors to underwrite the event. The more money we have underwriting, the more money goes to nonprofits. So that's primary my job in writing grants and just making sure everything goes as smooth as possible. If it doesn't, then I'm the one that gets blamed for it. But um, so far, we have such a great team at the office. There's only three of us that put this festival on and a site wow. manager. Wow, that's amazing because it, it is such a huge effort. Anyone walking through the festival knows that it's a big, big time deal and have primarily just three people putting it together. I'm sure there's a lot of volunteers behind the scenes, but still that's a small group for such a big event. Carrie, what's a, what, do you, what do you do? What is your I job? I work directly with the artists, everything from the application process to through the jury process to inviting the artists who are juried in and then working with them on their booth spaces and um, it's a puzzle to put together artist booth spaces because there's different sizes and then you have to consider uh, uh, returning artists, um, all kinds of things. So I, I kind of put together, uh, my technically I put together this puzzle with our production manager 
and then I work with the artist. So I'm working with 300 different personalities. Wow. <laughs> and that's just the artist. And then I have to work with everybody else. That's so a lot of juggling. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> it is. And then um, she has to work with us. And then I have to work with them. Yeah. Then at the festival, I am there to greet them, help them with whatever may come up, if I can fix it. Um, me and my crew, the artist support committee, um, we're out there <laughs> getting dirty with the artists. I mean, we're just constantly and then load in load out that's what i mean it's a full so you're very busy on it's, on show weekend yeah. but of course that's more than your task is more than just a two-day task it, it wraps around the year i'm it's sure all year round yeah. yeah well so if there's someone out there listening that wants to get plugged into this how can they plug into you guys to to help to be either on the board member or be a volunteer or get help with the organization they can go to information um or they can go to www.artcolonyassociation.org Okay. And uh, we accept volunteers and anybody that wants to come work in the office. And we're always looking for new board members that have the interest in the arts and nonprofits. Yeah, every year when I look up the dates for the shows, I always expect to see BayouCityArtFestival.com or something. But it's not. It's always listed under the Art Colony Association's okay. website. Right. Well, it's actually listed under both. You can go to Bayou City Art Festival and get to the website. Mm -hmm. So, but our 501c3 is www.artcolonyassociation.org. Okay, very good. And there are two different shows. We've kind of hinted at that here in the first few minutes. But talk more about that, the two different shows that you guys put on that are more or less the same, but also very different. Yes. The downtown show in the fall is a two-day event, and it takes place, you know, nestled in the uh, iconic Houston skyline. Coming up on October 14th and October 15th. October 14th and 15th. And then we, in the spring, we have the Memorial Park um, Festival. That's a three-day event, and it, it's um, in Memorial Park, and we're one of the only groups that gets to use that park, so we're very lucky. It's a beautiful park. It's becoming my one of my personal favorites here in Houston. And um, it takes, like I said, three days, so it's a little longer. Memorial Park, uh, for those uh, not in Houston, is a significant park. It's a very large park. Uh, and there's a small part of that that you guys take over for a weekend, and you set up or have booths set up around a big loop. I guess yes. it's a big figure eight kind of a one thing, right? Loop. One <laughs> loop. One loop, yes. But, it's, uh, but it's, that makes it sound small, but it's not. It's, 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 not. A, it's, a, it's kind of a big deal. And then there's a, a cutoff in the middle that makes it kind of a figure eight, and that's yeah. usually where the food stand's set up, mm -hmm. right? So, well, you have been. I have been there, yes. <laughs> you're not, you're yeah, you're yes. like an expert. In the middle, also, we do have the creative zone. We have it at both festivals. So um, you, you've got it right. Anytime you want to volunteer, we'd love to have you. <laughs> it sounds like you just signed up. <laughs> there you go. I guess I did. It's, as soon as I get over this podcast gig, I'll come and find you. Um, <laughs> so the, the, uh, the one in the fall coming up here in just a few weeks is downtown. And for an urbanite, uh, someone who's really into the city stuff, that's got to be a good, good match because it's for years it's been more or less right in front of City Hall. And lately you've kind of expanded out to the few blocks around in that area, right? Yeah. And then the one in the spring is one I really enjoy because you're more or less walking through the forest. And yeah. every, every few feet is a new booth with, with different kinds of art. Mm -hmm. um, Memorial Park is also more family-oriented yeah. because it is a park. They're more inclined to bring young children. But young children are welcome at both of them. And we have lots of support from the community on the festival. Mm -hmm. So it makes it a big success. The one drawback, I'm sure you've heard this before, the one drawback to the one in the spring is parking. Yeah. But it's but you guys mitigate that with shuttle buses yes. from one of the area malls and then so you park at the mall, you get the shuttle bus into the into the park. Mm -hmm. And it's good, it's just one little layer of inconvenience that downtown you don't have to deal with because you can park right in the underground parking. Well, we can just pretend like we're the rodeo because they <laughs> yes. have they have parking 
um, problems also, but we, we sometimes get around it. Sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes it works out really smoothly, but most people that do want to come to the festival, they really enjoy just getting on the shuttle and coming in. Yeah, it, it is actually convenient. Um, it, it's, it, there's probably not a better way to do it considering the location, and that park is really the right location to have a, have a festival. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's no huge, big 50-acre parking lot right next to it, right. so you've got no, to deal with that. we're hoping maybe. <laughs> yeah. so talk about some of the uh, challenges you have there with both of those being outdoor festivals. Uh, weather, Mother Nature comes into play. What are some of the what? horror stories and all of that of how, how has that worked out? Maybe not so well, well in the past. Well, dances. She does a rain dance. The rain dance. Do a rain it's, dance. It's a fact. Um, I mean, weather is always, we're keeping our eyes on it constantly. It's a challenge of doing an outdoor event of any kind. You have to watch, you know, watch out and see what's going on. Um, so we, we kind of take it, one, it's, it's one step at a time. We can't say, oh, we can't freak out and say, oh, you know, this is going to happen. We have to wait until it actually is affecting us and see how we're going to make the steps and, and, and proceed with the proper direction. And that's got to be... Uh, I mean, you, you guys have to plan these weekends out probably a full year ahead of time that, yes. hey, next May, whatever, and oh, you're, you're yeah, planning. Really planned out for yeah, so you've yeah. got these, uh, you're, there's no way you can predict the weather. You get what you get, and right. you just got to deal with it. You, yeah, you do, and like she said, it's moment to moment on making decisions if you have to close or not close or what, because you also have to think about the safety of the patrons. So. Yeah, safety is one thing, but there's literally millions of dollars of art that's right. got to be protected too. So exactly. how, do, how do you deal with that? Uh, is that what kind of challenges does that present? Uh, oh, loads. <laughs> <laughs> but what we, we tell people is that if we're having a weather event or it looks like, um, I encourage people to, to protect their art, to take the necessary steps, because there is an element of personal responsibility that we sure. all have to take when we're all doing a festival together. But take those steps. I try to provide some information that I've heard from artists that help, you know, protect their art. And then if it comes down to, you know, flooding, wind damage, we get a call from our production manager. He, he's talking to some other folks and he passes along to us. It's called, we're, we can't have a festival or we're going to have a festival. I'm sure you work in hand in hand with the local TV and radio stations yes. as well. Yes, we yeah, do. To kind of try to get the word out. Yes. Uh, very good. Yeah, I'm sure the outdoor thing is, you know, that's a, a hurdle you just go through when, it when it comes up. It has a certain amount of interesting stress. <laughs> but on the other hand, October around here can be really nice weather. Right, where it's yeah. going to be. It's going there you to be go. beautiful. We've looked into the future. This is uh, radio, so not television. You can't see that she's actually doing a rain dance right now. So. <laughs> it's beautiful. For those that are, that are listening that have maybe never gone to this, or maybe, maybe they've never been to any art show at all, can you give uh, some aspect of what it's like to be at, the, at this festival? How big is it? Where does it rank compared to some other art shows in the country? Those kind of things. It's a big art festival. It it's is. a festival. Yeah. It's a festival of, of all kinds of different things that are happening on the ground. So we get about 18,000 people. That's what we hope for. Wow, and that's we, a big crowd. It's a big crowd over two days. And when you think about there's some people that come from out of state just to go to our festival. Mm -hmm. And our festival is one of the top 200 in the nation. Okay. So we're right in line with all the other ones. And ours has been known because it's been the longest of 46 years of continued art shows every year. And there's so, so much there. The, uh, there's, there's woodworking, there's painting, there's, there's metal sculpture. There's metal sculptures that weigh 2,000 pounds you mm -hmm. can go by. Yes. There's small little things. You know, talk about some of the different genres of art and the different media that, that you'll have at the show. We have 19 disciplines. <laughs> 19 and, um, and some crossover. So you might have like a sculpture, but it's actually wood, so it can go into either category or both categories. Um, and there's a lot of diversity. You do see trends. 
that are happening. You know, you see um, so, so, like art speaks. You know, the, from the it speaks for the community at times. So what's happening in the community or, or in our nation or the world, you'll t start to see those stories kind of played out in the art in different mediums, and it's amazing actually to walk around and see those. There's a, a, a language that's kind of crossing and saying, you know, we're all feeling this, having this human experience together in different categories and disciplines. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, that's definitely really neat. For those uh, listening and wondering what that noise is, I'm sure it's coming through the mics. It's that, uh, That's the rain dance. Uh, it is, uh, we're, we're actually in an art studio right here in, uh, just outside of downtown Houston and the air conditioner just turned on, so we'll get a little <laughs> bit of buzz in the background of the microphone, but, but I don't think it'll affect the show too much, at least let's hope. Anything more to add on the different types of art? Maybe what are, what are some of your favorite types and genres of art that you'll see there? If you were a customer and not necessarily a volunteer or a worker for the event, what, what is the booth you would go see and, and want to see more of? I would go to Tony's. There you go. We're going to talk to, uh, to uh, Tony, an artist here in just a few minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll learn more about him as we go on. But uh, we're actually in his studio right now. But. It's impossible for me to, to, to say. What, I mean, anything that catches my eye, anything that speaks to me as an individual, I'm going to stop at it. I mean, it could be jewelry, it could be, I mean, I've seen a, a, a ring that I'm, I'm just like, oh my goodness, look at this amazing piece of art. And it wasn't just something to, to don myself in, it was a piece of something that meant something. So, I mean, I, I just, and I'm, sometimes with me, I'm constantly running around, running, running around. When I get a moment to take, you know, and become just carry the patron and walk around, it's it's quite it's holy maybe because uh, I get to see their hard work, but also the work I've personally put into it, and we yeah. put into it as a it's, team. It's nice I to mean, see it. Has nothing to do with that paint stroke, but you know we're creating this piece, if you will. It's nice together. to see an event you worked on be successful. There's yes. no question about that. Uh, Bridget, what about you, uh, the uh, art fan, and you when you get a chance to take a breath during the show? What do you or the festival? What do you want to go one and breath, seek out? One breath. That's all I get. But no, um, it's fun to. We get to see some of the art before when it's jurored in, and so we can look at it and, and kind of get a feel for what we might want to look at. But once you get in the festival and everybody's set up and put up and and everybody's set, it's you you go to each booth because there's so much difference in all the art. Yeah, it's it, so uh, diverse. It's all, it's all different art. Like you said, there's sculptures that weigh 2,000 pounds that they bring in on a forklift. But nobody sees that part of the festival. They just see this huge sculpture. They might if they buy it. <laughs> they might if they buy it. And, and believe it or not, they have been sold. And some of the prices, which is really nice, is you can buy art that's very affordable. Mm -hmm. And then there's art that's very expensive. So it's to each individual. And something special we're doing this year is um, the first responders are getting in for $5. Hey, what a deal. That's good. Let's uh, repeat that again before our segment ends. Let's make sure that, yeah. that we, we put that out there. That's definitely a good thing to do. Let's break out of the program here for a few seconds to give a shout out to our sponsor, Puzzometry, the hardest puzzle you'll never solve. If you love working on challenging, unique, and beautiful mechanical puzzles, then you've just got to try Puzzometry. P-U-Z-Z-O-M-E-T-R-Y, puzzometry.com. They have three different puzzles to choose from, and all are for sale at Pazometry.com. Check it out. You'll be glad that you did. Pazometry can also be found on Twitter and Facebook. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Lumenovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation.
Before we get back to the program, I want to let you know that you can find all of the episodes of the Luminovation podcast on our webpage, luminovation.com. That's L-U-M-innovation.com, luminovation.com. We are also on iTunes as well as soundcloud.com. And now, back to the program. Here is more about the Bayou City Art Festival. I put out a request on social media a few days ago um, telling our listeners that, hey, we're going to be talking to Bayou City Art Festival folks and ask if anyone had any questions. So some of the questions from social media were, have you had any, you mentioned this is a curated art show where you're kind of picking and choosing amongst amongst the applicants to see which ones can get in. Have you had any prima donnas just come in and demand the world and have unrealistic demands to get in? Have you had any horror stories like that? (laughs) I think Carrie can answer that question because she serves as the psychologist for all the artists for the weekend. And so, um, yes, there is a lot of prima donnas. We've been very, very blessed the past four years to have artists, the featured artists, be so easy to work with. So amazing. So it's all different personalities, and, and some of them expect that you know you to do the whole thing for them, and some of them. So it's all different. But you, but when it's all said and done, and that gate opens, it doesn't matter anymore. Sure. Everyone's on equal ground there. They're all artists. They're all That's trying to sell. They're and, all and artists and trying to make a living, and, yeah. and they're on a circuit too. Right. Some of them will leave Houston and be headed to Atlanta. Okay. So it's interesting to listen to their lifestyle, how they work. Carrie, have you had any odd stories of just, uh, another question from one of the social media was, what are some weird odd stories of, of trying to find an artist or curate them from the list? Some, you know, which stories are right there? story from curating from the list? Um, that hey, they need an elephant standing next to the booth they're going to set up, or some goofy thing, but just some crazy, crazy... Oh, well, one interesting thing. I mean, I don't know how crazy or, or interesting, I don't know if anybody will find it interesting. Um, kind of talking about, you know, prima donnas, whatever, you listen to them, they want to be heard, and then you move on, okay? So uh, I was going around my golf cart, and anybody who's been to the, any artist knows me in that little red Corvette, because I'm constantly making circles, and this one artist, she's struggling, she's getting bit by these giant bugs, she keeps saying, these giant, I'm like, oh, that's mosquitoes, and she says, what do I do with, I'm like, you're in Texas, baby, you're on the bayou, what do I do about these? I'll be back, I promise. She looks at me like, okay. I can make my loop back and I just toss her somewhere <laughs> off. I'm like, put that everywhere. She's like, okay. How does she, she literally, I mean, she's, to, how's she's that not from Houston and she's she's actually not from the US, but she lives here now. But I'm not, obviously she's from somewhere that doesn't have like Texas sized mosquitoes. But yeah. she couldn't figure out what was happening to her. So, so that was kind of a story I took. Getting bit by a mosquito, you're in and nature. And we bonded, we had yes. that moment. We're like, I got you, girl. <laughs> yes. You mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, one of your traditions on this show um, is a featured artist. How long have you been doing that? Has that been going on every year that you've had the show? I think the, the featured artist started about 20 or 22 years ago. Okay. Where they had a design that came in. Actually, it probably started before then in the 70s because they did have a featured artist or they really weren't featured artists, but they designed the graphics for the festival. So that's what our featured artist does, and they design a piece that we use on billboards, we use on all our media and everything, and so that's why Tony's been such a big hit this year. Yeah, okay, so that's where I was going to segue right into that. Our featured artist this year is? Tony Parana. I am. I probably butchered his last name. I tried. <laughs> uh, he's, he's like, do we, come, do we come on now? He's in the background <laughs> painting, and we're going to do a little segment here with the, the two ladies, and then we'll get him as a segment by himself. But we're going to segue into that by having 
having Bridget and Carrie talk about how they managed to pick Tony. Um, go ahead, Alan. how does that process work? So if you get uh, several hundred or maybe several thousand people applying for your, your festival, how do you say, yes, this is the one that truly represents the mission of what we're trying to get, get done here it's this year? It's a lot of steps, really. When, at festivals, we tend to walk around and make notes. We look at things that kind of speak to us as individuals, and then we kind of talk about things. We interact with these people. We get to know them a little bit. We get to know, like, where are you from? Oh, cool, you know? And then once the art is submitted to be juried, we wait until everything's juried, and we say, okay, here's what, what's juried. And then we, we make a few selections, and we send it out to... Uh, a group of people kind of to vote on, to discuss, and talk about why does this piece mm -hmm. speak to you, or why does this artist speak to you. And personally, Tony was, um, he was an artist at my very first festival with Bayou City Art Festival. And I'm, I, I met him, like my first night on Load In, and it was chaos, but he was so kind and so gracious, and something about his personality just stuck with me throughout the last couple of festivals that I've done. So, and then I knew he was from Houston, so we kind of started talking about Tony, like, I think this guy and his work and would just be gr a great ambassador for the festival. Very good. And, Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And graphically, we have to pick somebody that, yeah. that we can use graphically for all of our advertising. So he's got that, one of his paintings that is his take on the Houston city, the, the skyline. The skyline. It, yes, it is. And it's, it's a beautiful, and it's and it printed out really well. And so we've been able to use that throughout the media. It stays with the media. So we have to take that into consideration when we pick an artist. And their work has to be defined, but you can use it for graphics. I never really consciously thought about that, but you're right. So you could have, in theory, the world's greatest artist that makes stuff that's not publishable. That's and, true. That, and is, you, true. that, that is correct. Yeah. And we want something that's that's uh, has a little bit of an international flair that's pleasing to a lot of people that they find interesting. And it's, it's funny though because it, we've been the last two years we've been really lucky on who we've selected, and everybody has just loved them. And the artists have done really really well. So we feel good about that. Yeah. Have you had any? Uh, I guess the the flip side of that. Have you had any that kind of backfired on you? You, you pick a featured artist and then maybe it didn't quite work as well as you had hoped. No, I mean, not since I've been here. That's I good. Mean, everybody's cause... been so wonderful. I first started in 2015 in the fall, and that was Harold Seifert. He was great. And then since then, they've just been like, I feel like the artists that have been the featured artists have been excited, and that energy kind of has spilled over to our lives and our work, and we want to work harder for them. And but you, you are truly getting a partnership, uh, even if it's not a formal one on paper. Maybe it is, I'm not sure. But, right. but there, at the very least, there's an informal partnership that, right. that you're trying to promote them while they're, you're using their work and their mm -hmm. history to promote your event. Absolutely. And what's so great about it is it gives them, your, well, it gives them a defined view on everything, so they're able to look and feel like the featured special artist and they yeah. get lots of attention and people come and look at their art. A lot of them sold out, you know, the last two years, the featured artists wow, that's great. sell that's... out of their artwork. And so are people actually act actively saying, please pick me as the featured artist because of oh, the financial gain? Once, once you, we pick the featured artist, they're thrilled. Everybody wants to be the featured artist because yes. they know they're going to get the media, yeah. they know they're going to get radio, they know they're going to get print. And podcasts, too. And podcasts. <laughs> and, of course, podcasts. And an opportunity to say, yeah, here I am, you know, and all, on a different, you know, way. Yeah, I was, when I, I guess how this whole thing started a few weeks ago, I sent out a, a Twitter uh, to the Bayou City Arts Festival account. I don't know who runs that. I don't know if it's one of you guys or someone else. And the reply was, well, send an email to this person. So I sent this email to, to, uh, to send, send it out. And 
and I got a reply back and we swapped a few emails and eventually it came back of, hey, you're going to have an opportunity to talk to the featured artist and the executive director and the artist relations director. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of worked out well. I, I, did not, I did not expect that. So it, coins in the fountain. Yeah, so, so it's worked out well to, you know, and, and that kind of leads right into what you're saying is that Tony being the featured artist is going to, you know, it's getting him uh, more press than he may otherwise. So it's, so it's good for him and good for, for you guys as it's the show. It's exciting for us to watch because we feel like you deserve this. Yeah, that's, and that's definitely good. I'm sure the artists appreciate that as well. Just it's a, another way to get a pat on the back saying, hey, you're doing yeah. good things. So. And, and they are, and they're so appreciative. They yeah. really are. They're great. They're, they've all been wonderful and really given back to us more than we've given to them. Very good. So if there's someone out there listening thinking, hey, this, this sounds like a, a weekend of fun, how do they, how do they get there? How do they, what do tickets cost? How do they find out more about it? How do they buy tickets? Can you talk about that a little bit? You can purchase tickets online right now. Um, you can go to our, our website, uh, our culinaryassociation.org, or you can just simply Google Biosity Art Festival and you'll find our website. Um, and there is a, a link to buy tickets online, and it is $12 to buy. That's where the ticket, adult standard ticket price. And there are various packages. We have a two-day pass. We have a family pass. Um, and all of our ticket information is listed. You can hit that button, or you can buy them at the gate. Okay, I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, at the gate yep. it's 15 so it does increase in price. But. And, and you can buy them at Randall's for $10. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's definitely a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, we, as we mentioned earlier, downtown's got some parking challenges as well, so there's a few dollars for parking there as well. Is that correct? Yes, there is a few dollars for parking. It's not bad. There's different parking garages that we take over and we use, and so... So far, a lot of people walk in, yeah. and it's funny, yeah. they'll, they'll park a pretty far distance and just walk into the festival. And then we have the millennials that are living downtown, and they all come Very out convenient. from their condos, and so it is, it's a different crowd than Memorial, but both of them are great people. How long have you been in front of City Hall? That's, that's the downtown location. I think for sure it's been at least the past 15 years. Okay, so it's been there. For, uh, yeah, that's that's been the location ever since I've been going, which is probably 12 to 15 years. Uh, so it's been a long time. We're only a few weeks away. We're only about two and a half, three weeks away from showtime. Are you already? Is there some things you've got to button up? What what more is left on your side? I'm sure artists are are scurrying, trying to get their art done. But what's left on the organizing side? Oh. <laughs> A lot, apparently. A lot of, a it lot just of is things. What it is, it is you know? what it is. It comes up pretty fast um, from here on out, and we've got we've got to think about the nonprofits. That's one thing that we haven't talked about is that we benefit these nonprofits, and they are required to do a, either volunteer or do an art project or something, and that's what we're raising the money for is for nonprofits in the city of Houston. So it gets pretty crazy mm -hmm. for the next two weeks, and you know, moving into downtown for two days is not like you know you're just working out of a hotel. We have a trailer we work out of, and headquarters, and we have golf carts, and we have radios, and we mm -hmm. have everything, and it kind of makes you proud when you sit back and you can yeah. rest for a second and you watch the crowd and they're having a good time. It's very, very rewarding. And then, and then at the end of Sunday on the 15th, you take about 30 seconds off and then you start thinking about the spring show. That's right. We're already yeah. working on the spring, spring show. show. We've already selected the artist yeah. for the spring show. Oh. And so we're getting ready for that. And that's going to be on March 23rd through the 25th. Very cool. Uh, let's see. We're running out of time for our segment. Um, 
Let's see. How about you mentioned uh, well, the, the main purpose of the Bayou of the Art Colony Association is is the charities you're you're mm-hmm. helping to to fund. Can you talk very briefly about some of those charities and why they're important to your mission? Well, one of them is Causes Paws that has dogs that they used for stress and PTSD for um, military or just someone that has has experienced it and they train the dogs and of course that costs money. So they come out with their dogs and they do demonstrations and they do an art project and so what we raise, a certain percent will go to that cause. Okay, so I, I guess I'm surprised by that. I, I just assumed, uh, ignorance I guess, is that most of your charities are art things, but it's not, it's just no. general community things. No, it can be it can be from the AIDS Foundation to, to cancer to an art, it can be an art yeah. organization. We do have a couple of them because they're all, you know, trying to raise money. We try to give it to the ones that are the most needy. Okay. That, that if we give them $10,000 or something, it's going to make a difference to them. So we have six nonprofits this year that we're giving to, so we're really excited about well, that. Well, that's great. Carrie, what are some of your favorite nonprofits that you're, you're glad that you're associated with here with the um, Art Colony Association? The Art Colony Association. I mean, we, 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 we kind of been working with Give Us Paws, uh, cause, Give Us Paws. <laughs> always, we always butcher the name, but we call it Paws. But it's um, really, one more time, it's... Give Us Paws. Give Us Paws, okay, yeah. all right. And we are super excited because because they bring um, a, a new energy with the dogs, of course. I assume that's P-A-W-S, Give yes. Us Paws. Yes, Okay, yes, because people are listening, but trying to find this on the internet. Um, a couple of the other ones are, well, MFAH's part is there doing a Museum Fine Arts Houston. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, we also have, and now I'm going to, the, the 360 organization. Used to be mega... Yeah, it's an AIDS okay. um, nonprofit to raise money. So they're now called Avenue 360. Avenue 360. Okay. And, and our expert on our nonprofits is not with us today, and she always feeds us the names. That's all right. And that's we okay. Know who they are, but we always get. You that's know, all right. Y'all are doing. Yeah, that's, but that's they okay, do though. Have sweat equity. I mean, they put in a lot yes, of work at do. the festival for two days or three days, depending on the festival, and they do an art project or they volunteer. Museum of Fine Arts does an art project. Also, they provide us with 100 volunteers. So it takes us about four or 500 volunteers to be able to create the is there Is there room for new uh, groups to come in? Say, want to contact you and say, hey, I've got a few people I can help in the spring, and we kind of do a give and take there. Yes. Is that, yes. how, do, how does a group find out about that? All they have to do is go onto our website, the Art Colony or the Bayou City, to volunteer. Okay. And, and hit that link, then they will. They can fill out a form to do it, and then we have a training forum. Some of our volunteers are paid volunteers, depending on what their role is. So it gives people an opportunity to do a lot for the community. Very cool. One more time before we go here, can you guys, uh, if you remember them, the various social media contacts? What's your Facebook page, your Twitters, emails? How how do people contact you to learn more? Info at BayouCityArtFestival.com. Okay, that's the that's the <laughs> that's, one size fits yes. all there. Okay, and, and then of course we're uh, by UCR Festival on Facebook. I think on Twitter, I could be wrong, but I think on Twitter it's Houston Art Fest. Yes, Houston yes. Art Fest. at Houston Art and Fest. And our hashtag is H O U Art Fest. Okay. H O U Art. H O U Art Fest. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Well, thank you for spending time with us, uh, Bridget and Carrie. Um, I'm glad you're here and uh, making our show better. And, and I can't wait till uh, mid mid-Oct- October and I get to come and check out all the art. Beautiful. Very cool. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks.
I'm Jim Fox, and thank you for listening to the Loom Innovation Podcast, where we shine a light on innovation, creativity, entrepreneurship, and the creative people who make our world a better and more interesting place to live.